0: Steve you're uh you're, you're wearing not your usual orange today why is that oh Steve? that's true
1: it's true wait let's see if I can stand up because oh, oh. we have stuff summer said swag there you go and where am I let's see yeah yeah
0: yeah Look at us. Look really? at us. We this is, for everybody listening in podcast format. We're wearing our, our merch, which you can buy at stuffsummersayscom backslash the stuff. Um, that was a shameless plug, and there'll be several of those throughout the rest of the podcast. Uh maybe the but rest now, of the season. Maybe the rest of the season. But now it's time to begin the podcast uh segment of today's episode uh of the stuff summer says podcast with Steve. Steve. And it's not just any episode, Steve. It is our Season preview extravaganza celebration. I, I, I think wonder I, I wondered what the band was
1: for. I saw them in the parking oh, park Oh yeah. I yeah, wondered. Yeah. Okay, good. The, good.
0: the jokes are it's it's now officially season four. Um and, and the jokes are still rolling. Rolling. Slow, rolling. Gone somewhere. Um got a lot of things to catch up on. I don't think this will be a relatively longer episode, but there's a lot in here. So we'll see what where this episode goes. Um, today we're gonna briefly touch on some stadium stuff um and then we've got we i gave steve some homework ahead of this week's episode i did throw some curveballs in here steve so make sure you're you're ready i'm waiting yes
1: never 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 at a surprise to be surprised
0: um so we're gonna we're gonna go over a couple sports media things we're gonna briefly touch on west virginia the west virginia game itself um and then really the season preview portion of the the episode begins uh, in the second half of the show. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, you ready? You good? Yes, sir. All right. Cool. All right. Steve, I want to begin here. We we discussed this last week on last week's episode, um, kind of things we wanted to see from Beaver Stadium, and that list of new stuff coming to Beaver Stadium is out this week. Um, I don't know if you caught it. Um, not a lot of big changes. There's a new new shuttle Um, there's family friendly gates, whatever that means. Um, I think the big change for a lot of people that are parents is the lap ticket policy. Mm -hmm. If there's essentially a seat available, you can now pay $10 as opposed to paying face value for a two year old. I don't have kids, but, and I also went to games when I was very young, but I could not imagine bringing anyone under the age of three to a Penn State football game without it being very stressful and paying one hundred and twenty five dollars is is probably not worth it. Um, Ten dollars is more reasonable.
1: Yeah, well, and three just—I mean, I guess it seems like you can find a babysitter cheaper than the ticket price, but I, I don't know that under like seven or eight that a Penn State—not that it's a bad thing, but it's not like a, a, it's not putting a putting your kid in a position to succeed. Like that was always our mantra: is that are we putting them in a position to succeed. And I am thinking, no.
0: I think there are certain games we, we've talked about bringing yeah. my nephew to to the Delaware game. Yep. I don't know if that's going to work out, but um, that's a good game to bring him to because it's at yep. noon. It's it's relatively warm weather, but like Michigan or you know even this weekend, like it, there's going to be a lot of people there. It's just it's just a lot. So yeah, um, I, I think that's a good change, a good change for for fans um, as well. There's some kids areas also something steve that's called happy valley alley and i think you 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 sound very excited about this it is an area featuring high top tables and televisions along with unique concessions offerings and entertainment space there's also a kids kids zone featuring games a turf field and other activities are you excited about that steve or i that... saw the
1: turf outside the stadium so now i know that now i know what that's for In the little pocket okay. somebody sent me a picture of that okay. um you know they got to try right they got to try to find different ways to monetize it i mean and people you know aren't there all to watch the game right there's you've always been walking around when people are doing something else or something different so give them something you get some money out of them or they can have they're not just walking through the gray expanse of the battleship and and they're having a good time
0: i think the, the two interesting things to me out of this press release here um the first one is the mobile locker thing i don't know if you saw this but apparently there's going to okay. be mobile lockers around the stadium I would have taken advantage of that every week if I was a student, because it was annoying to have to schlep stuff around, especially for Nittanyville. Um, and, you know, it's it would be nice to have brought a backpack and just had somewhere to put it. And if you didn't know somebody tailgating close by, then you couldn't necessarily do that. And it was just a whole mess. I'm very interested to see those prices though, because I know that like the Nats do those down here in DC. Um, I know there's a couple other stadiums that, that do that, and it is not cheap. It's like 20 bucks to store your stuff. So oh, yeah. I mean, but you gotta you'll to
1: swipe it. it and that's what it'll be, right? So yeah.
0: interested to see what happens there. But I think the, the main thing that we were griping about last week on the podcast that getting close, getting close to getting some answers. Uh, there's some more Pennsylvania type foods uh, in the stadium. Um, Chickie and Pete's is coming, which, correct me if I'm wrong, is there one in the BJC? Is that what's yes. in the BJC yep, now? Yep. Okay. What is, is is there? Is the subway and Annie Ann still in Pagola or is it something different now? Okay, I no, heard it was the Duck Donuts.
1: Oh, I haven't been in since last hockey season. It could have changed.
0: Okay. I'd be surprised. I, heard... I mean
1: duck donuts doesn't sound like something that's replacing I... Subway. Maybe any Ann's it could have replaced, but Okay.
0: I heard there was a duck donut somewhere inside Pagula.
1: Oh, could have been. They could have just added it too. I don't okay. Know, I just haven't been okay.
0: So, but at least you know, chicken pizza, that's I like but the crab fries are okay. Um that's maybe just because I'm a Western PA boy. There is a difference between getting Chickie and pizza and getting Chickie and pizza at a stadium. I think I've discovered. Oh, I think so.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, uh, the airport it isn't the same either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe that's the issue there. Um, let's see what else. Dones Bones, one of the my favorite barbecue places in state college this is going to be in the stadium as well. Something called wing kitchen and Caliente pizza uh, as well we are in is that is that the old auto port is that what that is no that's
1: in phillipsburg um it's, okay. it's inn that does cheesesteaks and has good dinners and good meals so they've been they've been a long time spoil long time recently supportive athletics so they, yeah, they're in there with what two spots for cheesesteaks so yeah okay it's a nice mix well, of stuff it's a nice it would be fun to see how it it plays out with all the different play i mean because you know you're going to find out oh that's only in one spot and i kind of get to it and but I, I think it's an effort. It's the right thing. And if with all those people in charge that have athletic director titles, it's good to see they're trying something different.
0: Well, so the main thing that I wanted to draw your attention to, okay. which is which is what our dear friend of the podcast, Mark Wogenridge, drew my attention to this morning. Did you see the article about James Franklin?
1: I did with the pretzels.
0: Yes. So yes. Philly Pretzel, which is a chain of pretzel sales people. I think it's the best way to is moving into the stadium is is, there's going to be Philly pretzel locations inside Beaver stadium. Apparently James Franklin had the opportunity to be one of the co-founders of Philly pretzel uh, back in the day, because the guys that he lived with at um, East Stroudsburg are the people that created that. And it's just like, that's one of those parallel universes of we would never know who James Franklin is. Other than it, he would just be a pretzel salesman.
1: That's true, and but in a window, you know maybe maybe fifteen years ago, eighteen years ago, it seemed like a thing that maybe he should have done differently. But I think it's played out all right for him right now. So.
0: I I think so, Joe.
1: He's probably okay.
0: Anyways, I just wanted to briefly discuss that since we harped on that last week. Just to
1: I'll, I'll await your report next week from inside the stadium.
0: Okay, well, that's a, I I had a question about that, so we'll we'll keep that in mind. All right, moving on. Um let's let's dive into this weekend's game real quick and then we'll kind of get to the bigger picture stuff. Um, really my question begins here and I think it's, it's more so targeted towards your generation, Steve, your demographic. Um, people that have grown up Penn state fans that have lived in the area for 30, 40 plus years now. Do, what does the West Virginia game series mean to you? Or does it just, is it just another opponent on the the, the schedule?
1: It's familiarity. It's it's rooting against the laundry, right? Like, I mean, that's why NIL is always such a stretch because it becomes an I thing. For me, at least I think people my age were rooting for a school against a school. WVU was somebody we saw every year, somebody we beat every year, except for what ones, 49 and one, I think, or 48 and one in terms of the series. Um, they were close. They were nearby. You knew somebody who went to school there. So, and I would rather them than UMass or Delaware or rather them... Then pick some other school, so you know many other schools. So I, I think it's good, and and I think it'll play out the way it played out during most of my career watching them as a, as a as a fan. Like Penn State's going to win, it's going to be fun, going to be a little emotional, but I mean it's not going to be as emotional because the ties aren't there. These kids probably don't know each other like other kids knew twenty five or thirty five years ago. But I'm happy to see them back in the stadium again. I'll be happy to well, I will I'll be happy to know their name is on the scoreboard.
0: Yeah i I was thinking about this because I think uh, a lot of the Pitt Penn State talk has always been wrapped up on kind of that question of this era, my era grew up with that game, not my era, your era, I guess your era grew up with that game. It was very, it meant something to the state of Pennsylvania. Um, here is essentially the number two closest, relatively speaking uh, football program that has history that actually can do, has done some stuff over the, over the course of theirs it means absolutely nothing to me other than the fact of I get to see a new opponent in the stadium of my generation. Um, I think as much as, as I don't think Penn State and Pitt should play each other every year, Penn State playing Pitt meant something to me because that's just, that was part of that, that rivalry is a part of the culture in especially where I grew up in Pennsylvania. Maybe not on the eastern side of Pennsylvania for sure, but yeah, I, I really feel like this is, it is above, it is above certainly like a Delaware, but it is relatively just another non-conference game for, yeah, for just, me. Yeah, they're fan. just
1: in the right, con- they're in the right conference to be able to, to not be a Delaware or a UMass, right? Like they're they're a power five opponent, even though they're not strong. And yeah, it's just, I think it'll be lazy on the media's part to trot out history stuff. I mean, I don't think the game means anything for recruiting. I don't think the game, I mean, it just, it just doesn't mean anything for all those standpoints. But it would be fun seeing West Virginia on the field. The national broadcast will do something with it, right? Because Todd Blackledge is part of the broadcast and played against them. And Kurt Warner, if he shows up for some reason to visit the stadium this weekend, is from West Virginia, right? So they could have some fun with that during the broadcast. But yeah, it's just another opponent, but it's a power five opponent, right? So, right. you know, that that matters in terms of non-conference because I think we're going to see, I hope that we're going to see more. If the playoff goes to 12, we should see more important non-conference games because they're not going to hurt you as much. And it, and it should sway some voting in your in your spot but games like this are rare every year so it's just nice to have
0: them yeah i I think there's the the more more of the anticipation for this weekend is on the fact that it is the first football game of the season and it's at night rather than when penn state played auburn a few years ago when that was the anticipation for that game was a hundred percent on football like that was on seeing auburn and penn state play to teams that you really don't get to see play very often um, a true sec team come to to state college um and this hey, is this is all
1: about penn state people want yeah they're gonna have all day to get ready they're gonna want to see the quarterback do well even if it's you know 10 of 13 you know or 10 of 16 in the running game they just want to see the, the team come out and play well and look like it's supposed to win because it's favored by three touchdowns win by three touchdowns and people will be happy after partying all day to put that exclamation point on the weekend
0: it sounds Maybe like it's gonna be. Since it's, it's gonna be a little ugly.
1: On, you don't think side. so? I think so, right? Like I i I guess I'd be surprised if it wasn't.
0: I I I think Penn State will cover. It's it's twenty and a half. Mm-hmm. I looked at it this morning. Um I I think I think there will be points. It's it's first game Jenner. Somebody will screw it up along the way. I think that's yeah. uh, yeah. the yeah. You know? yeah. I yeah. guess yeah. Go ahead.
1: No, I, I think they're going to do it. I think Penn State will do what they're supposed to do. I just think West Virginia is struggling. Doesn't have the, the talent to to compete. I don't even think they have a puncher's chance. I just think it's I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I don't think it's going to be, unless Penn State makes some big mistakes, I don't think Penn State's
0: losing the game. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's fair. Yeah, I think that's probably about where I'm at with it. All right, uh, 7.30 Saturday, NBC. Uh, so, okay, cool. Uh. Moving on to our season preview portion of today's episode. Okay, so we have we have three segments, if you will. We have our our sports media segment because that is part of a, a tentpole of this podcast. Um, then we've got some game and player related questions, and then we will do over under um, and and some numbery type questions. Um, but not all of them are numbers related. Are Are you ready? You, you buckled um, in.
1: Always ready. Buckled up. Here we go.
0: Okay. Cool. Your first homework assignment, Mr. Samsel, it was, what are three sports media storylines, whether it be national or local, that you are excited or you think fans are, should be excited about or we should just be paying attention to this fall? Um, I will let you begin first.
1: Um, my third one is Coach Prime and how long okay. that infatuation lasts with, with Deion Sanders and how he's treated. I mean the whole coach prime thing and everybody calling him coach prime, even in the media. Like I get that broadcast networks pay to be partners and whatever else, but I think it can be coach Sanders when you're dealing with him. I think it can even be Dion when you're dealing with him. But if you're doing interviews and calling him coach prime or everything's coach prime, and we'll see if the, you know, the bloom comes off the rose after TCU in the first game, or if it takes a couple games, or maybe he's a miracle worker. We'll find out.
0: I I think to me that is, that was the most that was the most talked about story of of the, the national college football offseason by far and i think to me i don't think I, I just miracles it is very hard for miracles to happen in college football the way that it felt like they have been hyped up to happen and and you look at like kind of the roster makeup of that team and there's not really that much growth and and not that much production kind of there um, so I, I yeah i I'm not saying that I'm rooting against that, but if the wheels fall off that wagon, I'll be okay with that. That's all
1: that's fair. That's fair. Um, My second storyline, Big Ten Saturday night. um, Heard Noah Eagle doing uh, Notre Dame this past weekend. He sounds like football. He doesn't sound offensive. He sounds older than he is. He's clean. He's smart. I mean, in terms of his broadcast, he's clean. He's smart. You hear him. You're comfortable listening to him um i think nbc has all the resources to do it well they said they expect people to expect them to do it well so it'll be interesting to see how they do it how they treat it how they they always talk a bigger game than they can possibly do oh we're going to bring you the excitement the passion the college fans no you're just going to broadcast a football game so let's not go crazy and show me the cheerleaders and something's crazy that I don't need to see while the game's going on but you know they got Blacklist, who is football who is college football and has proven himself so i'm um, Looking forward to what they do, and I think they'll do it well. I guess I'd be surprised if they don't do it well.
0: I'm interested to see how it it shakes out as well, um, mainly from that standpoint of Sunday night football is culturally at least for my generation arguably more important than Monday night football um and can they make and can they make something out of it? of of Saturday night now as well. Like, you know, you look at their schedule and there are relatively good games. I think Penn State, West Virginia, while the logical choice kind of for the weekend might not necessarily be the sexiest game nationally. Um, And and it appears on the pecking order, they're going to be number two behind Fox in terms of Mm -hmm. what game kind of trickles down to them. They've also still had the Notre Dame deal as well. So to me, that is... To me, I get – I am excited. I think they're going to do it right. I do not think it's going to have the impact that they think that it necessarily could. I hope it does. I hope as a Big Ten fan, as a college football fan, it does. But I I don't know if it will. Um, It seems like they're going to bring the – do the whole kind of sort of game day shtick. Maybe not with the morning show, but they're at least going to have a a studio set somewhere. I don't know where. Mm -hmm um it looked pretty cool um they released images for that but yeah I, I think that's the main thing and I have I have something similar on my list um as well
1: yeah I guess that's the thing that I don't get but I think that's just now the norm you know we've talked I think about you have view- to right we've talked about viewership splintering people what less people watching but it's still the thing you got to have a studio show and you got to kind of be on set because that's what's accepted or on site, because that's what's accepted. But gosh, the investment in all that, to do all that, to move it, to do it, to set it up, you know, to have your people travel from site. I, I just, it's hard for me to believe. I mean, I guess they must be making money because they're paying for it, but yeah. Um, and I, I think their studio show will be okay. I mean, their studio show probably could be more. I mean, Maria Taylor's more set for college football, it feels like, than the NFL, right? And I, and I think Michael Robinson's going to be super on that show. Um, and I think Joshua Perry, who came from the Big Ten Network, is going to be super on that show. So... Yeah, I think the only thing that scares me, and I will we'll see if I get interviews. I, I, I the, the rules analyst stuff always scares me, like, I just broadcast network to do that. So, we'll see. And that's the, so I think the,
0: we, we know you're not the biggest fan of the, the exactly. Analysts.
1: I mean, the, the other challenge to them is the schedule, like you said, they're always second. Because I think at some point, isn't it like Maryland second somebody next week and they've got Purdue Syracuse on the 16th? Like, there's a couple,
0: yeah, it's it's it not necessarily prime time games, yeah. Hold on here, let me pull up the schedule. So, uh, week. Week two, they've got uh you can get all this at stuff summer by the way. Uh Charlotte at Maryland. There. Oh, Charlotte, there.
1: that's right. It is right. There it is, yeah.
0: And yeah. three is Syracuse at Purdue. Purdue. Right. So doesn't really get the motor going for me. Um, I want to go back to the Michael Robinson point real quick. Uh I think we're about to experience and see the explosion of michael robinson i think this is the role that that if you've watched you know the the nfl network stuff that he's done if you've watched uh, he does good morning football primarily on the weekends um if you've watched any of that you know he's talented and i'm not just saying that because i'm a penn state fan i I think he's very good he's very energetic he has the right just feel to him to bring to a show I think we're about to experience kind of that the boom of Michael Robinson and, and now he's going to become a more household name I think. More Was so he
1: one he of the ones on your list?
0: No he's not but the, the, okay. that is that is yeah, someone I, I that I'm excited about.
1: It's his work ethic I mean when he worked at the NFL Network he talked to him I talked to him about that and he said you know I'm the only one there without a gold jacket you know among these people at the NFL Network everybody's in the Hall of Fame so if they're going to get rid of somebody it might be me so I need to work my, my butt off and be ready you know and I think he's genuine I think he's know he does the charity stuff in his hometown richmond he does yeah i think you're exactly right Uh, my number one is game day um and and what happens to it and maybe it should be the continued game day subtitled the continued demise of lee corso and what they're going to do with you know pat mcafee um i was scared when the when they they changed the the theme song although i guess it's going to be the same theme song with darius rucker singing it along with laney wilson and the Cadillac Three as opposed to those are your Big people. Rich. You like that. So Laney Wilson's good. Darius is good. So yeah, Cadillac three, seen and heard. So um, but I, I just think Lee Fitting, who was the 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 godfather of Game Day, has gone from ESPN. I mean, I think Bear and and some other people really drive it week to week. But it was a cultural touchstone, and I think it still is, but I think its hold on that could slip a little bit. We'll see.
0: I think it matters on what games they go to, and yep. if Kirk Herbstreit is true to his word in terms of we, we're not going to ignore the Big Ten, because um, if they do, if they do what they do did with the SEC primarily or relatively, they were fair and balanced. Like they, it, it, they made they for the last few years have relatively pretty much always gone to the right game, so to speak, mm-hmm. when they should go to the right game, and I think that to me is what makes the show so strong. So kind of uh, of figuring that out um, really is very important for them to, to get that job done properly. Um, I am, I am anxious about it. I will say I did have a question later on in the program about it. So we will, we'll come back to that point, Steve.
1: Well, let's hear your three, Uh, baby.
0: My three. Okay, cool. Number three. I went local for number three. Um, Mercury sports group, which is Adam Brenneman's group. Um, I'm very interested, excited to see what they they kind of bring to the table. Um, shout out to my dear friend Corey and, and and Sean, who their podcast got picked up by the Mercury Group. Uh, very excited for them on that. Um, to me, I I'm interested to see how that expands and how he handles in season coverage because he's done a great job post or preseason, but that's when he can get the access, right? Like that's when he can get yeah like players want to talk and, and coaches are want to sit down and talk can you do that in the season that's probably going to be a little bit harder during the season because well, coaches...
1: they've got like you know a special status and they're paying for it and have a relationship with the athletic department a point. which that's you a know point,
0: might Steve. get you some access that's a good point that's a good point do you think we should like pay for like a penn state golfer to come on our podcast <laughs> i don't know what we could afford uh, we could we could swing we could swing that um Anyways, I, I, I'm interested in that. I think that's something for fans to keep an eye on. on this, this
1: that's a good one, yes. Nice.
0: Um, number two is, it, it is it is very macro, but it is just one word, and that's Twitter. Sports has really clamored to Twitter. It has been the important part to Twitter growing. Uh, pretty much every sport, sporting event in the last however many years, I've watched with a second screen, and that second screen being twitter what's it going to do how's it going to work um and to me if it keeps kind of going the way it is like we might lose that town hall feeling that it it brought and is it going to make sports as fun i don't know i I still think people are going to hang out there but even with thing little things like tweet deck going away um or tweet deck only going to paid subscribers i i don't know i i'm anxious about that that is that is my Mm. big concern
1: I think that's a um, concern.
0: And then, of course, number one is is the new TV deal. And I think, really, it is it is we we know that CBS is established in the space. The space they have done a fantastic job with every SEC game for the last thousand years. Um, we understand that Fox is involved. Um, so they they do a, a fine job, um, but. How does NBC, as we just kind of discussed, how do they grow and how, how do they evolve into the space? Because NBC has been one thing and one thing only, the home of Notre Dame football, and now it's not. Now it is, it is. they're trying to get their footprint in the door. And I think the interesting thing to me that kind of hurts them is they really only have one or two games per week, and you really only get that content from 7.30 until they go off the air after the football game during the week. Now that NBC Sports Network is gone, you know, like you can, you'll get commercials on USA or wherever you're getting your Premier League soccer these days. Um, but I just, uh, I don't know if they can carve out the niche that they they want to, um, as we're kind
1: of talking. What do you think about football Football Night in America on Sundays from the NBC side? Like if they did an expanded studio show in studio and treated it that way, right? Like because they only have they only have one game on Sunday nights, right? And in the NFL.
0: But I know, but 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 I, as a fan, know that pro football talk is a part of, of that empire. Mm-hmm. I know that PFF is relatively a part of that as well. Um, that might be a little more inside baseball for the average fan. But I don't know. Like, I don't know if a, I don't know if nationally, if nationally a college football lead-in show at the 7 o'clock 7 to 7 30 hour could work the same way pro like or, or football night in america works on sundays because usually there's at least one or two interesting 330 games that i that are still going on i'm tuned right. into when football night in america is on that is that is where my con- remote control goes after the lat the the 4 o'clock window football game is on because there's nothing else until that eight fifteen kickoff
1: well there's usually I, one four fifteen game waiting that, that's struggling. there's one there's one finishing maybe not on, several
0: yeah but uh I, I think I, I, I
1: think you're right i think nbc probably had to be the happiest broadcast partner that the big 10 expanded to the west coast right to get four yes, more schools of, of halfway decent capacity because this will be the only season when there's charlotte maryland on nbc i mean right. They just won't have a dog like that any week, even if they're picking second, even if they're picking third, they shouldn't have a dog like that on the schedule anywhere going forward. Um, They've invested in some insiders, right? Like, and hired a person or two, but I don't think that moves the needle on the TV side of it. It doesn't go any rankings. It just gives you somebody to say, Hey, I'm from NBC and they put some content online. They teach them to do a couple online features and some video. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a fair, I think the studio show in-person, feels like a must-do kind of thing. And I think it will be, I think Michael Robinson could break out whether he was in-person or on a studio. Though. Yeah. And, and I, I think they'd be better served in a studio than on-site.
0: Do you know where um, NBC I haven't is seen setting an announcer. up for, for I Saturday? Seen an, I haven't seen the an okay. announcement I assume it's going to be near the Jordan that.
1: Center. It's got to be near the Jordan Center somewhere.
0: Is it though? Or is it going to be in the stadium?
1: Oh, it'll be outside, you think? Has
0: it'll be to be. Outside? Yeah, they, they, I guess they, they, it probably they does have to be,
1: it has to be outside, has to be over there by where the radio oh, but, did their stuff for years or whatever else. But the where Big Ten does it's and it never gets a crowd. I mean, look where Fox did, did a couple of years last year and didn't get a crowd, right? They paid people to show up there and be the crowd. Right. I honestly think people got a better chance at an NBC's and being excited because Michael's
0: part of it than Fox at Penn State for yeah, 100%. Yeah. I guess the only question is like. If it is, what time is that going on Air seven, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, only
1: half well, I mean, that's the challenge. That's true. If it's only half an hour before, everybody's going to be in the stadium.
0: Yeah, I'm going like, because even if the kickoff is at 745, I, I want to be in the stadium by seven. I'm not going to experience that as a fan. Sure, there's going to be stragglers, but to me, it's a better product if it's down on the field. Do you, you know where they could put it? They could put it up on the, up where game day did in, the, in when Penn State played Ohio State, the COVID year in mm-hmm. the stadium. They could put it up there. I bet that's where they put it.
1: They could. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I didn't think about, and it's it's logical, right? You're not going to have fans half hour before the game. You're let's, just not. You're going to have stragglers. You're going to people looking for tickets. You know, people uh, walk, walking back home. So
0: let's 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 put our ear to the ground and see if we can. We'll text some people and see if we can deduce that.
1: One. Yeah, I don't even know if it's in the game notes yet. The game notes are out. I had not looked.
0: Um, so okay, uh, those are my those are my big three things there. Uh, that was good. Those are good. That was good. All right. The question portion of today's segment or episode. um, We're going to start here. We're going to start on on these are kind of like a superlative type question, I think is the best way we'll, we okay. will frame that segment. All right, Steve, what is the game you are most excited for?
1: West Virginia. I want to see the laundry on the field. West yeah, okay.
0: Okay. I got, again, I got to come back to that point in a minute. Um, I am ex- most excited for the Iowa game. I think it will be the the game. Uh, that I am looking forward to the You're most. Going to be
1: present to all those visitors?
0: No, absolutely not. I, I will be. I will be very courteous. Yes, I, will. I, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, no doubt in my mind that James Franklin is still pissed off about twenty twenty one and is still using that as motivation for why this, this game is the whiteout. Um, I know Iowa has been the whiteout before, but it's a hundred percent no questions asked that's why iowa is the whiteout um it's also nice to get a different whiteout opponent between you know first one well i know last year was new and the year before that was new but it it, it has felt like a stretch of michigan ohio state for however many years all right steve uh as a fan which game are you most worried about
1: illinois Um, yeah early early probably maybe an early kick good coach on the other side game you should win so I mean I'm super worried, but uh, looking at the schedule, that's that's the one I'm most worried about.
0: Yeah, that was that was my answer as well. I that just it's got that feel to it. This has got that feel to it, you know. Um, I mean they'll grumble
1: about oh, it's a, is it because it's a noon game, right? It's oh, a noon it's game. 11, it, uh, a kick-off, 11, kick-off, like Yeah, like these guys have never ever conducted a workout in the morning before. Like they've never played games like that to me is and maybe we make that sometime like the whole game time thing both from and that the media parrots it and nobody says hey coach have you never had 6am workouts before like when these kids had to be at their best for times or lifts or whatever else so how is 11
0: i don't know i need to i need to do it i've been researching some numbers i'll just leave it at that and i need to that's a number that is a one that I need to take a deep dive on the
1: noon is, start, well, is yeah. a noon
0: start in in the central time zone because yeah. Penn State is looking at not just one of those but maybe two of those with the right. Northwestern within three weeks yeah within yeah all all within September it'll be in
1: the same place it'll be familiar to be great going yeah. to Chicago it's all the same I love Chicago and Northwestern is really. going to be awful so like come on
0: yeah there's there's big there's big, that big issues yeah. there all right uh Steve. What yes. game do you think will be the best game of the season?
1: The game at Ohio State.
0: Nothing. Look at us. Look at us. We are on the same page tonight. That Group also my that's, that's bad.
1: But yes, like they're going to go out there. They're going to play well. They always play well against Ohio State. Like they just yeah. generally do. Just yeah. maybe not don't finish, but they play
0: well. That's, that's about pretty much how I think this that would be the game that most people remember this season for. That's all I'm going to say. There. <laughs> One way or the other. That's true. All right. This next question, not a specific game, just in general. What is your biggest concern going into the 2023 season?
1: Um, wow.
0: I put him on the spot there.
1: I know, and and, because it wasn't in the homework. But if as you think through the team, there's really only two answers. And there's the there's the jerk podcast answer that's coaching, and then there's the not as jerky like special teams play right because the kickers and punter are new, right? So I'll go with coaching.
0: Okay. All right. That's a I wasn't expecting that.
1: Why? I, what is your concern? Okay, here, here is the, my answer, and this is of and this is hot.
0: This is hot. Okay. this is this is a very spicy take. I there's just like this small part of me that is like, what if the drowler thing doesn't work out? Like, what if it, what if it doesn't? <laughs> well, and, it
1: can't be that bad because the other guy's so close they haven't been able to name. Okay, that's so right, Be okay. Right.
0: Sure, that's right. Okay, thank you. This is why we have therapy sessions with Steve.
1: Yeah, Kids. it's going to be so. good. It's um, been so close that they can't name the starter. So the other guy must be good
0: um okay all right you blocked me off that edge a little bit probably right about that edge a little bit more
1: and they got two running backs who are supposedly both all conference so here okay. all the,
0: the running back thing makes me it, when you look at the skill positions even if the wide receivers aren't this as greatest is as, as kind of the last ba- couple batches of wide receivers at penn state it you've got two very viable tight ends you've got two very realistically top th- third round three rounds draft pick running backs, playing football. I, I'm excited about that.
1: So, Well, I, I'm going to add a third one to my mix of concerns now that I've oh, thought God. about it. Mm. Like, what has the offensive line done to make people believe all of a sudden this is the year they're going to be good? I mean, I get it. They've got one guy who's wonderful.
0: Yeah, but, but they've college, been the, that goes a long way.
1: Okay. I mean, that may be my other, as I really take more than 10 seconds to think about it. Like, everybody's assuming the offense and saying the offensive line's not a problem this year. We've heard that before.
0: I think I think what's different though is you have a unit that's working that's worked together now really three seasons two and a mm-hmm. half three seasons and I think that in college is a massive key to success. Um, so I I don't know I I and I don't think the line was bad last year. I mean it was it was very much improved last year compared to the previous year, um, minus the Ohio State game. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, you know, there's that. Um, no, I just, as I thought about it, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I guess they were.
0: Okay.
1: It's worth you feel better about
0: it? you looking at worth numbers? Rushing offense? Yeah. Yeah. He so, okay. feels better about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Steve, which player are you most excited for?
1: Sprower, right? I mean, he's, he's, the, he's the key to everything being really good. I mean, they can, right. I mean, being very good. It's the key to them. They're good. It's the, that's the key to them being very good.
0: That's very fair. I I'm gonna go off the beaten path. I'm very excited for Tony Rojas, and that is mainly just because I pay attention to DMV sports a little bit more, and he was very good down in Northern Virginia. Um, but yeah, I think I think on the offense, if you you know really true serum Drew Aller would be offense, and and decent defense would probably be Abdul Carter. Yeah, there's going to be
1: some defenders that, that that elicit some some big cheers from the from the fan base during the games and do some exciting things, and you can be excited for them. But I think if this team's going to be doing what people think they want it to do, quarterback's well, going to have to play pretty well.
0: And look, I mean, that's the crux of the whole conversation is James James Franklin hasn't had that quarterback yet. Like, as much as Trace was great, as much as Sean was great, I said what I said. Um, he hasn't. Yeah, I was had checking my that,
1: earphones, but I guess you said you said that
0: right? it guy. I said great. It, hey, that you were talking about the number two quarterback of the quarterback, Green, Green, Green Bay
1: Packers. It's true.
0: All right. So, all right. Last, last one of this segment, Steve. What is the non-football thing that you are most excited for this season? chocolate milk. Oh, that's a good one.
1: Creamery chocolate milk on Saturdays can't be beat. That's
0: Steve. Steve loves his Creamery chocolate milk. He does. Um, what time are you getting? What time? Um, uh, yeah uh, early. early earlier than you okay earlier than me um okay perfect earlier uh, than
1: everybody except one person who's listening to this podcast
0: okay um he's tying you there um True that. what am i most excited for i you know i i gotta say self plug annoying plug i'm very excited to have this like i feel like the podcast is really rolling now i feel like we've got the blog like I, i'm well we didn't say
1: we didn't say swag i'm well, most excited our about stuff the swag. There yeah. We go. yeah there Two.
0: we go shameless plugs that's what uh, we
1: need. We need oh god, we didn't need mention that the stadium has a noise counter. We should get a, a swag plug counter.
0: Of us or
1: yeah, number of times the swag's been plugged during the broadcast.
0: Okay. All right. It'd be like the count do. from Sesame Street. We'll five, our... That's
1: five plugs, shameless plugs for the clothing.
0: Uh, we can talk to we can talk to our production team and see what see what they can do. All right. Moving on. This is the over-under portion of the segment of the episode i'm see i'm already lost steve these are relatively rapid fire you're allowed to expand and then we'll we'll get on with the show okay all right number of beers that i will purchase in the stadium this season and i set the number at two and a half over over i i think i'm gonna go under i think i'm gonna go under
1: you'll be excited at the iowa game You're gonna drink a beer just to spite that one guy yeah, and it will set you that
0: off guy. that's true that's true okay um Next question. We've we've talked about this point. We've alluded to it. Will Steve Samsel enter Beaver Stadium during a football game this football season?
1: Yeah, I think so. One. At
0: least yes. once. Okay. I, I had yes as my answer for that one.
1: Yep.
0: All right. Uh, sports media related here. And then we'll kind of get back on the fan path. Uh, will College Game Day show up at Beaver Stadium this year? And then the point, point .5 is the over-under over over michigan game
1: yeah and they're gonna to have to win to get there right like it's not going to be i mean i guess we'll find out and i said this last year Did they show up from the whiteout last year what did was, they show up for last year
0: no this. they didn't they didn't they didn't come it's, at all right yeah
1: so last year my spiel was talking about the power of the whiteout whether that's going to be enough to bring them because we didn't have a game that, that merited it right this year we'll have to see if the power because i was not sexy game i don't know what no. else is that week but not enough to, not enough to to do it well, on its own so it would have to be Michigan. Up. you know it would that's... have to be michigan and they'll both have to be good to that point which they should i mean michigan doesn't play anybody the first four games of the season and then they just play some big 10 teams to that point
0: okay hold on looking at, um, at that week and i think there's a lot of good games that weekend if i remember correctly so I think got U- usc at oregon which could probably determine the pac-12 You've got Texas at TCU, which if things go the way they should, that could be a, a game. And well, Fox Fox might have the rights to that one. Um, no, then it's and, not sounding so bad. I don't know. Uh, that's not terrible. Yeah, Michigan. And I State. mean,
1: Big Noon kickoff was here for the first time last year for Ohio State. That was the first its first visit to Penn State. I don't know. It's funny. I it mean, Penn State made a big deal out of it. There's three years in a row. Game day's been here. No other school's been here three years in a row. And that's the kind of stuff when you do it, you know, you're like, there's going to be a point where you're not, you're not on, right? Like you don't need to be this about it. So I still think they'll show up because I think Penn State's relevant. Um, it, it'll just be interesting if it's, if the, the whiteout is worth more than the good game later in the season. And if you don't do the whiteout, the, the good game may not play out to the end of the season.
0: Well, okay, so let me uh, – let's say Penn State has a loss to Ohio State entering that game and Michigan is undefeated.
1: You come because Penn uh, okay. State can beat them at home, right? True. Yeah, That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Next question. I didn't – I did not have my chicken basket shirt on. I have my Zombie Nation shirt on. That's three if you're keeping track. Um, mm-hmm. But how many chicken baskets will I consume – and I set the over under at three and a half.
1: Ooh, I'll go over with that too.
0: I think I'm going to go under, but like probably just three because I. Well,
1: because you s- can't buy a half.
0: Yeah. Well, you can't buy a half. Number one, uh, you're going to go over Um, I'm, I'm writing all of these down. I'm trying to keep track. I think I'm going to go under mainly because like usually there's one game that I just like, I, I'm not dealing with the line.
1: What does it matter? Does game time matter? Like the three thirty games better for the chicken basket? The three
0: thirty, the three thirty, and the noon games are better. I think some of that also is like, like seven thirty. There's a chance this weekend I don't even get one, just because I'll probably be so full from tailgating food.
1: Okay. Well, in the noon games too, right? Like the, the line should be shorter depending on who they are. Yeah. Like Delaware. Yeah. Delaware should be a guaranteed chicken basket. Goal.
0: Well, and I might. I'm not sure if I'm going to that game, so that might.
1: Ooh, that know. hurts. You didn't tell me you're taking a game out of the mix. No. Okay. I'll stand by my answer anyway. Okay. All
0: right. Speaking of tailgating, how many times will I make the trek over to Steve's tailgate this year? And Once. I said the over, I, I said it one and a half.
1: Once, you'll come for you'll come for chili cook-off.
0: Oh, ooh. ooh when is chili cook-off this year?
1: Uh, homecoming, because it's a 3.30 game, right? Isn't is okay. UMass a 3.30 game? Yeah, yeah, I
0: might. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna try, okay? That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to try. We
1: said, I think we said UMass is the, the chili cook-off because so... it was a 3.30 it was homecoming.
0: Yes, if that's you're chili really... cook if you're listening, Steve essentially tailgates like from the Atherton Street Walmart to the other Atherton Street Walmart or whatever street. <laughs> that that is how far our, our tailgates are apart from each other. Scooter. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Bring a scooter, bring a bike. We could get we could get stuff somewhere says scooters. You rent there. one of
1: those orange cars. Orange oh, there's orange those orange bikes. Those orange one of those zip bikes, whatever they what? are. They? Little little bikes is, on is campus they ran. Right?
0: I've been to campus in a while. Oh, they rent bikes. Okay, all right. Time for the relatively serious questions. Uh, how many All Americans will Penn State have this year? And I said it at two and a half. I'm going I two. I go with two. I I am also going to go with two as well. I, I I just I, I I think you'll probably get one out of probably the maybe chop. And maybe one of the running backs. I just don't see that many more.
1: What about the linemen?
0: Maybe. Because that's why it's a two and a half. Okay. And now and now I'm thinking about the King brothers. So I'm going under. You're going especially over Especially Kobe. Now. Okay. So, all right. We're going over. Changing it. Thank you for talking through with me. Next question. Wins over Ohio State and Michigan, 0. 0.5. Over. And going over as well. All right, now we got some some yes or no's. All right, three of them. Will Penn State have a Heisman finalist this year?
1: No, no.
0: I don't think so. I think next year, twenty twenty-four. Okay. Write that down.
1: Next year, the No Excuse Year. Yeah. Well, no, because the schedule changed. We don't know. Never mind. So never mind. Go ahead. I am sure. Get ahead of myself.
0: All right. Will Steve and I be making a trip to Indianapolis this? This December, summer, December,
1: December. You're going to Detroit though, right? You're not going to make two trips,
0: All right. If, if, if Penn State goes to Indianapolis, would you? W- yes or no? Are they going to Indianapolis? That's the question, Steve. Oh, no, no. I, I don't. I don't think so. But I, I think they're. It's going to be because of a technicality. Because oh, okay, because it's going to be all based on tiebreakers. I think that's how this is okay. going to shake out.
1: All right. No, good. if it's yes, I need to go because students never made that trip before and it was a good trip.
0: It was a great trip. It was a great trip. All right. I'll ask two questions are very important. Probably the trickiest questions we've ever asked on this podcast.
1: <laughs> Same we've, well we've
0: we've asked a lot of questions on this podcast. I've asked mainly most of them. Will Penn State make it to the playoffs this year? No. No. Steve says no. Did you say yes? I say yes. Ooh, okay. That's what i going to say. That's all we say. Uh, you read that later in the blog. That's all we say.
1: You know what what's you know what's gonna happen when they make the playoffs? In lose. your mind. Huh? They're gonna lose. No, you know what you're gonna hear in your in in your head when they make the playoffs when that what? announcement comes? Stand up. No. Oh, this? They're going, yeah, that's you're gonna be thinking.
0: Oh, that's four. That's four. Oh, yeah, that's I was four. working on it. Took me a long good. time to work that one, but that's okay. good. That's a good one. All right. Steve Samsel, your record prediction for the Penn State varsity football team.
1: It might sound incongruent with what I just said, but eleven and one.
0: So you think you think eleven and one, essentially they lose to uh, their Ohio State, or Michigan, state or Michigan, and then but somehow
1: be, still don't get in.
0: So don't get in. So essentially, what would have to happen is then, if if Ohio State beat Penn State, Michigan would have to beat Ohio State, and that's how I think. Penn yeah, state
1: and in that win. and in that instance, then you're only getting well. Then then both Michigan and Ohio State could get in, right? Like, right, yeah. Right, like if, if they're both undefeated at the end and one beats the other and they both, you know, I don't know, I just, I guess I'd be surprised. Okay. I, but I guess yeah. if, they, if they're if only 11-1, and one, it'd be hard to, for them to be out because one of the ones they would have to have beaten would be one of those two, but I'll still say no and be pleasantly surprised if, they, if, they end, if that ends up being the case.
0: Okay, I, I agree with you on the record. I haven't decided if it'll be Ohio State or Michigan. I think it'll be Ohio State though. I think that will be the, the win. I'm sorry. To? No, they'll, they'll lose to Michigan. I, I really think they'll lose to Michigan. I think that will set off a nice panic within the fan base, and then college football craziness will happen. And Penn State will go to the playoffs. Oh and...
1: wow, that that's just like mean. So that would that would be the worst possible, right? You go to Columbus because Columbus is early, right? Earlier. Yeah. You go out there, you win, you come home, and you get Michigan at home, and all oh, the fans will be
0: pissed. It's it's. <laughs> And, and That's horrible. it's beautiful though, because then James Franklin gets to get into the playoff in the four team era, because I think that is how we're going. Like, okay. I think this is going to be very much the year of how we were. So you think James a Franklin.
1: loss to Michigan at home gets them in the playoffs. Yeah. Michigan who starts with the poor sisters of the poor. And here's my, here's another media thing. Like I think Michigan should have to be 15 and with the schedule it's planned for God's sake to start mm-hmm. the season. Like, Uh unless they start, and and, and this is the last year that it matters. Once they go to 12, it won't. Well, it should still matter. A schedule like that shouldn't get you in. It's the same thing that that got Penn Penn State against, what is it, Washington in 2016, Mm -hmm. right? You know, Washington didn't play anybody. Penn State lost to Pitt. I know they lost to Michigan, but by by logic that Michigan should have been able to be explained away by injuries and everything else. Wow. Okay. This will be fun. Can't wait to see it. Okay. Right. Two eleven and ones. Look at us! Look how much positive, more positive you got this year than the past.
0: You're one to talk. All right, that's true.
1: It's you know ready, what it is? Ready. I think it's this comfortable shirt.
0: that's this comfortable. Oh my god, that's six. I think. I, lost <laughs> I do have to say, number it's one, this
1: comfortable. I'm sorry. I,
0: if you do order the, this is the crew neck sweatshirt. Um, it is. It this is a large, and it's a it's a little snug on me, and I I don't think I have gained but that much weight. Um, I would order a size up if you like them baggy. It's very warm. Like I'm sitting in here kind of sweating. Um, it's very soft though. I would 12 out of 10 recommend.
1: And so they're not even the mentions. Now we're getting to the product descriptions.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All right. This week's old guy, young guy. It's football related. It's very quick. Steve, what is your essential tailgate item? What is the one item that, that if you're having a tailgate, you, you have to have? I don't know.
1: If it's a home game, chocolate milk. If it's a comfortable pair of shorts, like I don't know, like I don't, don't, it's not food stuff. Like there's not something that we always have. We don't have like the house alcohol that's guaranteed that it's going to be this beer, this whatever. So, chocolate milk home and a comfortable pair of shorts anytime.
0: Even cold weather shorts?
1: I wear shorts till it's, I can wear shorts almost all season now because I'm not going to the game. I can be brave doing pregame any number amount. If you don't have to go in the game and freeze for three and a half hours, yeah, shorts will get me to November unless unless it gets really cold.
0: Okay. Um, shorts and our, sweatshirt
1: weather. It's the fall.
0: Uh, that's true. I do love shorts and sweatshirt weather. Um so
1: what you want essential item?
0: Mine would be for whatever reason, our friend group before every Penn State game has always consumed Capri Suns. Just always had I Capri that. Suns. Don't know why. So I think it would be. What a Capri flavor Sun. does it matter? Um, we're, we're we're team pro Pacific Cooler. That is our usual okay. purchase.
1: We had some friends over with their kids yesterday. That's what they drank. So there you go. Good,
0: good staple. All right. I know that was a lot, but you know, missing these heavy drinkers,
1: season. chocolate milk and Pacific Cooler Capri Suns.
0: Yeah, yeah. Breakfast. Does and does, 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 does
1: Bev Summers drink a Capri Sun too?
0: No. No, she okay. drinks Miller Lite and Miller Lite. Well,
1: that's why I was asking. I was been surprised to had that been the answer. So no. Okay.
0: Um, okay, moving on. Well, actually not moving on, because we we're gonna wrap up the show. Uh let's see. Where to begin? Well, all right. So Steve, are you writing this week? You might be writing this week. I saw I am writing this week. gotta get something okay. filed the next day. Yes, too. Okay. Yep. There, there are some there are some talks of yep. Steve writing. Um, I'm gonna write a season preview and a game preview. Um, so that's all coming on the blog. Uh, I did put together flashcards for Penn State football's roster. Uh, I will also do lock screens and depth charts once those come out. If those come out, uh, we'll get you those. We'll we'll find a way to get those for you. They're already made. Um, And let's see, what else? Uh, That's about it of content coming out this week. Um, We've got a newsletter, which is, maybe coming out next week, but not this week. I was going to put it out this week, but there's just too much stuff going on. Um, You can sign up for that at the website. Our website is StuffSummerSays.com. On that website, there's a section called with... Steve. Steve. Uh, I have an email address. It's Darian at StuffSummerSays.com. Steve's got an email address. It's...
1: Steve at StuffSummerSays.com.
0: YouTube page somewhere here. Our seventh mention of of clothing that we now own. Just look Um, for stuff on the website. Look for the stuff. And... Other than that, I've got a Twitter handle. It's at Stuff summer says. Steve's got one. It's at Steve Samson. That's it. That's uh. Maybe I'll see you Saturday, Steve. How
1: about that? See you Saturday. Okay. Bye.